Trey Johnson might just be the biggest recruit Baylor has ever gotten if he signs on the dotted line. This, this is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another episode of Locked On Baylor. Sorry for the dramatic effect before the theme there. I didn't have it ready. I'm your host, Cameron Stewart. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Happy Friday the 13th. It's scary hours here on Locked On Baylor. Scary football season and potentially a scary good basketball team coming this year. And with their eyes set on a scary good prospect from just up the road in Lake Highlands, although he's playing his high school basketball in Missouri this year. Talk about Trey Johnson. I'm going to talk about it this whole episode. We will get back to football next week. Just some news popping up this week has been basketball, which is great for us. It's more hopeful for us. With the bye week, Baylor playing at Cincinnati next Saturday, the 21st, in the sport of gridiron football. And that is a toss-up. And I'm t- you guys are noticing a pattern, but by like Wednesday of next week, I'm going to be telling you why Baylor's going to win the football game. By Friday, I'll be wholly convinced of it, and I'm going to put money down on it. And then Saturday, we'll get disappointed again, but not today. Because today, we're talking about basketball, and we're talking about the number one guard in the nation, number four all around by ESPN, five stars, any way you slice it, Trey Johnson, all four major outlets. He's a five-star. He's going into his senior year. He's playing in Branson, Missouri this year at Link Academy. But his first three years were at Lake Highlands High School up in the Dallas area, where last year he led the Cats to a state championship. And he averaged about, I think it was almost 30 a game last year, uh, just under 25. Sorry about that. 25 a game and shooting about 40% from three. This kid's really good. And (laughs) he just made a big announcement yesterday, two days ago, as you're listening to this. Sorry about that. Um, in which he narrowed his list down to two teams. Now, Baylor has been hot on his on his path since day one, and he's limited it to two teams now. It's just Baylor and Texas. He has canceled all the other visits. And so if you're keeping score at home, and if you have been keeping score at home, that means he has knocked out Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Alabama. None of those compare to what Scott Drew is building at Baylor, at least in Trey Johnson's mind. Look, I didn't say it. He's the one who narrowed down the list. Baylor is right there in that discussion. And this would be, I think, the biggest recruit in the history of the program. But there is some pushback on that. And we'll get more into that later. Trey Johnson. If you guys haven't seen the hoop mixtape yet, I'll just break it down for you. He's about 6'5", 6'6", um, and lanky. Like, you know, good wingspan at that, too. He's not... If there's such a thing, he's not a stout 6'5", 6'6". He's a long 6'5", 6'6". And so with that, it, it makes it a lot easier for him to create his own shot. He's a shooting guard. He is not a ball handler. Um, he's got great instincts, and he's really athletic, but he will not be a point guard for you. He is a shooting guard um, who shoots about 40% from three, but he's not just that. In fact, I actually really like his game in terms of how mature it is, is the way I use the term I use for it. Um, I've seen him live only once, um, but seeing his highlights and his, and his tapes and some game tapes, so not just the highlights. Um, he is a guy who knows 
what his game is. He knows the spots he needs to get to on the floor offensively. And with that, he's great at creating his own shot. And whether that be, you know, a, a jab step and a fadeaway or uh, just a spot up three or a guy who can post up in the paint at a guard, 6'5". He's pretty good at that. And so when I see that, I think Jimmy Butler offensively. Um, I think, I mean, this kid's a pure scorer. So I think he's going to be a better offensive player than what, what, maybe what you see from Jimmy Butler, at least more consistent. And so with that, I think more Devin Booker is the guy I see. Two guard who is smooth, who could shoot over guys. Um, but a lot like Jimmy is he'll, he'll, he'll really hit the mid range game and he can back guys down in the paint. He's like, you know, he's not a spot up back to the basket guy every time, but if that's what the defense is giving him, or he has a mismatch down on the block, he's going to take it to your chest and take it to the hole. And he's one, he's super athletic, but he's not one of those top prospects that is just athletic. We see it all the time in high school basketball. Andrew Wiggins was a lot like this in high school. Harry Giles is a better example because he's one that didn't pan out, probably mostly due to injuries. But this kid, Trey Johnson, is not just a freak athlete who can score over everyone in high school and, and blow past people. He is an excellent tier one basketball player who is also very athletic. Like, again, it, you know, as a point guard, that's not him. But the instincts you see from him offensively are wise beyond his years. He has a great understanding of what his game is and how he can help the team win. And another important thing, I kind of mentioned it in passing, won the state championship at Lake Highlands. 6A state championship. And from all accounts, from what his coach is saying, uh, he gets the lights shine brighter, he gets bigger. He capped off the state championship with a windmill dunk as time expired. Um, he is a guy who steps up in the big moments. He loves that. I think that's part of the reason why he's at Link Academy in Missouri. I mean, he was the number one recruit in the country basically without going there. Uh, so it's not like he's going there to raise his profile. He's going there to get ready for the next level. Okay. He knows the coaches are banging down his door. He's going to Link Academy to play with other D1 guys, play against other D1 power five talent, play a national schedule and get ready for what that next step is, for what that college game is. And I think this is just such an important moment in Baylor basketball history, kind of this, this next step of where this program is going. If you're able to land a guy like him, and he does like Texas a lot, so it's, this, is no, this is no gimme. If you're able to land a guy like him, I think that is really your program taking the next step. For better or for worse, because we we debated this in the past. Do you want all the one and done guys, or do you want the transfers that the you know the two stars that Scott Drew builds into five stars? I don't know, man. But having the number one guard in the country on your roster, I can't criticize Scott for that. And in terms of the guards that Baylor has produced, uh, both at the college level and now in the NBA, when you look at a guy like uh, Davion Mitchell and and certainly the buzz coming out of Keontae George out of training camp and the fact that he could be a starter day one for the Jazz. Um, the pedigree is there on Baylor's side, and it's certainly there on Trey Johnson's side. This is a real exciting prospect, and I think with his basketball IQ can become a great defensive player 
under Scott Drew as well. And I wonder if that plays into things in terms of looking at the next level for a guy like Trey Johnson, who who knows when he's going to make this commitment. But Baylor's right there on the table. And he won't be looking for jobs. But if he does, he can look at today's sponsor, which is LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Look, y'all, LinkedIn is the best way to find people for your job search. You just post the job, you post it online for free, and then you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame and you kind of watch them roll in, okay? They make it easy for you, like screening questions and things like that. They make it easy for you, the hirer, to whittle down that pool of candidates. So not you're not wasting your time. You're just finding the ones with the right skills and experience so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you want to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus any leading competitors. So they help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. I'll spell it out for you. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E. I think I spelled it right this time. But I think I got that wrong yesterday. And if I keep doing that, I will need to look on LinkedIn Talent Solutions to find a new job. But it's great because for hirers, they help you post it for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you to LinkedIn for for sponsoring today's episode. So I mentioned this is no gimme, and it's not at all uh, for Baylor. Uh, but to narrow it down to two, and you're there, means you have every opportunity that he's grabbing that hat whenever the day comes. And I think before I go into how important this is for Baylor to actually land him. I think it is important to take a minute and appreciate the the weight that this program carries and the pull that that Scott Drew call has on some of the best players in the nation. Because that was always the knock on him. And I was definitely in on that train, was that Scott is a great coach, but he doesn't get a lot of talent out of high school. He can morph these guys into good players but until you're ready to compete with those Kansases in the Big 12, you've got to start bringing those guys in. You know, Kansas always had, <clears throat> excuse me, a Joel Embiid and Andrew Wiggins, you know, Frank Mason even, who, who stayed all four years. You know, they always had those guys who most of them were one and done, but they were all top-tier high school talent, whereas Baylor would turn good high school talent, someone like a Torian Prince, who was only D1 offer was to LIU Brooklyn, and turn him into a lottery pick or bring these transfers in. Guys like Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, Macy O.T. You might have heard of those guys and turn them into first-round draft picks in the NBA, in the case of Davion Mitchell, top 10 pick. And now, over the last two years, he's been able to really hit the top 100 hard. You know, Keontae George comes in before last year, and he's a lottery pick. This year, you got Jacoby Walter, who's going to be a lottery pick barring injury. You know, Eve Misi, who's one of the top centers in the class, reclassifies and commits to Baylor. Another win over Texas in the recruiting trail, by the way. So having that on a consistent basis is going to be that thing that raises Baylor to the next level. Now, look, they've had they've had big recruits before. Um, Tweedy Carter, who they got in the door early, um, was a big recruit out of Louisiana. Obviously, the big one 
is Isaiah Austin out of California. He was at one point, by some measures, a top 10 prospect. And so if you want to say Isaiah Austin was the biggest, he was a consensus All-American. Okay, fine. Fine. But Trey Johnson is right there. One and one A, if that's what you're going to say. And there's not many to choose from in terms of those real elite of elite five-star guys that Baylor has been able to get in the door, that Baylor has even been able to have a seat at the table for over the last few years. Until, I should I should say, until the last few years. Um, there's not many that are in that running. And I think it's important to appreciate how far the program has come, even, you know, in general, of course, you know, from the decades of irrelevance to the scandal to winning the national championship. That's that's always the biggest story. But even in the last few years, this is something that has really impressed me about Scott Drew and about this program, that jump that they've made. And hopefully we'll continue to make because, you know, after the national championship, back-to-back exits in the first weekend. So you still need to make a step to be a perennial power. And I think that, the two biggest things, and they go hand in hand, have been being able to recruit in the top 100 at ESPN and go to the, the top half now, the top 25, the top 30 in ESPN, to get those guys. And also, you just look at the bench. A team is only as good is is as only as good as their bench is. English, Cameron, English, only as good as their bench. And I look at the teams that were starting to build the foundation of this great run and towards my the end of my time in college. I graduated in 2019. And you had guys off the bench like Mario Kegler, who actually started a lot. Um, Al Freeman was a starter. Uh, King McClure coming off the bench. Jake Lindsay coming off the bench. Uh, fine players, for sure. But to now look at it, with a guy like Langston Love, who scored like 3,000 points in high school. He's coming off the bench. Or Jonathan Chamwachachua, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, coming off the bench. Um, Devontae Bandu, who was the Sixth Man of the Year, obviously coming off the bench. And now to look at it this year and think, holy crap, Eve Misi, Miro Little, Dantuan Grimes, uh, Jaden Nunn, or Ray J. Dennis, one of them, probably Jaden Nunn, coming off the bench. That, that's what makes this a scary program. And not saying Trey Johnson will come off the bench. He won't. But that just elevates the profile. Those are the things that have really impressed me. And that is what has gotten Alvin Black, excuse me, Alvin Brooks. Shout out to Alvin Black, videographer for China Spring Cougars. Alvin Brooks. That's what's gotten Alvin Brooks the third in that living room. And his... Charisma and his pedigree, him and Scott Drew, are what keeps them in the living room, but that's what gets them in there. That's what's brought the success the last few years. And I think he is the best recruit that Baylor's potentially will ever have if he signs on the dotted line. But how do they get him in the door? You've done the toughest part. Because now it's up to him. I mean, you've done the recruiting. And Rodney Terry down in Austin has done the recruiting. And I think what gives Baylor the edge is A, the guards that they produce. 
and the and with that the way they play ball you know it's it's it is defensive minded for sure but the guards are what makes this offense flow and b i mean just recent success just recent success and with these high school kids they've got short memories so you don't have much longer to go to the well saying well remember 2021 won the national championship ran over everybody pissed all over gonzaga you remember that because in a year or two they're gonna say no i was in seventh or eighth grade i don't remember that i wasn't watching and so if you keep going out in the in the first weekend which you can't change until he commits obviously but if you keep going out in the first weekend you're not going to have that pull anymore you're going to have the things you had before of you know great facilities what we're going to have we're going to play in the big 12 you're going to play for one of the best coaches in college basketball which is great but being able to build off that momentum the way football has not in the same year is crucial in order to get a guy like this in the door and it's going to be interesting to watch this year because again he's going to be playing against D1 Power 5 talent and with D1 Power 5 talent the whole season. And this is where you're going to see, this is going to be a lot closer to what you're going to see as a freshman than you did at Lake Highlands. And this is the tape you'll be looking at and saying, this kid might be ready for the NBA. He's got to grow into his body a little bit still. Um, he plays stronger than he probably is, but needs to put on some muscle. Um, and again, he doesn't have the best handle in the world. And that will be something that will that will need to develop even as a shooting guard because or else they're going to press you all night. And that's one less ball handler that you'd have out there. But I'm so impressed with his game. And I think he's a guy who could just light it up at the next level. And again, with that body, um, he's going to need to be a guy that does it on both ends. And he'll learn that at Baylor. I don't know... It just hasn't had the track record at Texas because Rodney Terry's only in his second season. Um, so, you know, we, we we don't know what that's going to look like. First full season, but he's been the recruiter. Uh, so I don't know that that's as much of a focus on them as it is at Baylor. And maybe that is also a leg up for Baylor in that, you know, he might like Rodney Terry, but we don't know what Rodney Terry is as a coach. He I thought he did an excellent job last year, brought them to the Elite Eight um, and was really able to keep that locker room together after the the crap that went through with the whole Chris Beard situation. He was able to take it head on, earn those guys respect and have one of the best seasons in recent memory for Texas. Um, so that said, I don't know what he is long-term, what that stability is like. And you do know at Baylor, ask Eve Misi that. Ask Eve Misi, because you know who it was down to for him? Baylor and the University of Texas. And he really liked Chris Beard. And he might well have liked Rodney Terry too, because again, he was doing a lot of the recruiting. But but I don't know what that situation's like if I'm a player. I know what it's like at Baylor. I know that you're also going to compete for the Big 12 championships to go to the Final Four. You have that kind of talent. You have one of the best coaches in America, a coach who puts guys in the NBA, puts guys in the lottery now consistently and can compete at the highest level in the college game and get you ready to play at the actual highest level in the NBA. So I think the Scott Drew factor has to play in a bigger part, even, even more so than what we know. Obviously, players love playing for him. He's a great coach. But just that stability factor, that Texas 
just unfortunately for them, does not have right now. Uh, you know, you need to wait a couple of years for Rodney Terry to succeed in order to have that. But right now, they don't. And so having a seat at that table is is big for Baylor, and I think that Scott Drew factor gives them just a little bit of an edge. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel, and this is the best time to use FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now we've got everything going on. The Rangers are in the ALCS against the Astros. It's going to be one of the best. I called it on the Drake Toll Show, the most hyped championship series in 19 years since the 2004 Red Sox-Yankees. I don't think it'll be as good as that, but it's going to have the hype and it's going to have real hatred. you got that going on. You've got the NFL. You've got college football. You've got NBA right around the corner. NHL just started. I'm wearing my Bruins stuff because they're on pace to go 82-0. and So now is the time. And also right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action than right now because I'm telling you to. The app, it's easy to use, okay? They got spreads. They got player props. They got over-unders. Anything you think you can bet on, FanDuel is, has it for you, and they're going to help you out with it. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this beautiful time of the year for sports fans the right way. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Talking Trey Johnson still and what the impact that he could have on this Baylor basketball program. Because the team, this is a top 10 team. I This year, obviously without Trey Johnson on it, I don't know what is going on, but I'm seeing a lot of the mock uh, rankings, both the national and big 12. There is a huge amount of disrespect for Baylor. Huge. I'm not really sure why, but a huge amount of disrespect. I saw one poll having them at fifth in the big 12, fifth. That's what we were when we didn't get anybody that was any good in high school. We were fifth. I think they're better than that. Uh, and then I see I see them consistently in like the 16 to 20 range in the national rankings. Y'all, I'm not kidding. This is a top 10 team, and you're going to learn pretty fast because they got another tough non-conference schedule to open up the year. And if you don't know, you will know by December 20th when they play the Duke Blue Devils at Madison Square Garden. So I'm excited. I'm excited for basketball season. And I'm excited at the prospect of potentially having a great season this year and then bringing in Trey Johnson the next year. It's not going to be easy, but another advantage that Baylor has, his dad, Richard Johnson Jr., where did he start his college basketball career? What? Louder in the back. I can't hear you. The Baylor Bears. He started at Baylor. Do we have another DJ Lagway situation? I hope not because he didn't commit to Baylor. So that's a huge, and that's something he's talked about, by the way, Trey Johnson. He's talked about it in interviews. He says, you know, they're telling me that I'm going to follow in the footsteps of my dad, and I love that. On the other end, though, the University of Texas. Trey is, and he idolizes LeBron James. Of course he does. LeBron who loves his game, by the way. Another guy who loves his game that he idolizes is Kevin Durant. Works out with Kevin Durant. Texts him all the time. Where did Kevin Durant go to college? <clears throat> I know it hurts you to hear, but those could be one and the same. Two just one-hit wonders in Austin. I hope not. But 
That is absolutely something that worries me about this. Scott Drew has great pull. Kevin Durant, like that's tough to, yeah, that's tough when you're working out with one of the best offensive players ever to play basketball. And he and his alma mater is on your list. He says the best time of his life was his year in Austin. That's tough. Hopefully, because it would be the case for me that he listens to his dad a little bit more. Anyway, that's about all I got on Trey Johnson. I think the kid's a star. He is every bit the five star that you see. And I do love the fact that he's not as raw as a lot of those guys. Because he, I mean, you see it in the NBA draft too. So much of it's based on potential with these high school kids and with these one and dones in college. And what will he be able to do for me a few years down the line? The athleticism's there. We got to work out the other things. He has brilliant athleticism. He's also a great basketball player. He is a very mature offensive player. He doesn't need to learn a lot of the things that even these other five stars will when they get to college. I'm excited. Do I know when he's going to commit? No, it sounded like he was going to do it in the summer. Uh, he, had mentioned before that he wanted to do it uh, before Peach Jam, which is at the end of July. Uh, that has come and gone. So honestly, y'all, I wouldn't be surprised if he waits this out until the end of his senior season, uh, you know, and, and breaking this into the springtime. Um, but I don't know. I do want to read one thing before um, heading out here, and that is why he narrowed it down to two schools. Um, I don't have much of a reaction to it, but just the fact that, I think it's it's a positive thing to hear, um, obviously, that Baylor's still in it, but kind of the priorities that he has. And he says, I narrowed it down to these two schools out of my six because just different things about different programs. It wasn't a decision. I just waited out the pros and cons of all schools. And really, Texas and Baylor are the two best options for me at the moment. Also, I'm the best player in Texas. Why not just stay and compete in Texas? I never thought there'd be a better opportunity to leave for a better place when there, there's the best competition in Texas. And he's so damn right about that. This basketball thing in Texas is really taken off, not just the high school level where he plays, where he's playing even at Lake Highlands against a good amount of, of really good talent, not what he'll face at Lake Academy, but still pretty darn good. But you look at it the last few years, Baylor, Texas, Houston, Texas Tech, TCU is there on the rise too. The best college basketball in the nation is being played in Texas. It's no longer in North Carolina. They've got some pretty good programs. It's definitely not in California. It's not in Florida. It's not in Indiana. It's in Texas. And he says, what better opportunity? Because I'm sure when he was... Growing up, and when I was growing up, if you were the best player in America, you weren't limiting it to just Texas. Yeah, maybe UT could grab you. But Baylor wasn't, Tech wasn't, TCU wasn't, Houston wasn't. None of those schools were. And he is in the luxury now that he doesn't even need to do a national search, even though that was afforded to him. But he said no to Kentucky and might be saying yes to Baylor. That is a moral victory in and of itself that you're on that table with all the blue bloods who were swept off the thing. That's a moral victory. Absolutely. Yes. Are we past the point of moral victories for this program? I think also, yes. Got to bring them in. You, you, you can't, this is a race that you can't lose. You can't lose this guy 
to your main competition at Texas. Can't do it. This is the next step for Baylor. Trey Johnson is the next step for Baylor. We're the next step for him as well. Thanks for talking basketball with me. Tell me what you think about Trey Johnson down in the comments. Like, subscribe. Thank you to our sponsors for today's video. And thank you to you for making it your first listen today and every day. We'll be back next week. No post game to do this weekend. So maybe I'll be a little calmer. Uh, but we'll be back on Monday, probably talking football. But who knows what happens over the weekend. Uh, we'll be definitely back to football next week. Bears got Cincinnati a week from Saturday. You guys get the weekend off to watch everyone else wallow in the mire. Thank you for listening. This, uh, this has been, always will be, Locked on Baylor.